0: As a substitute teacher, I've had to make some tough decisions. Some I regret, some I don't. All right, this is going to be a good episode, I think, because it's going to apply to each one of you a little bit differently, because there are some of you that always make the best decision for yourself and don't really care how it affects other people. I used to work in an environment like that. I'm not even saying it's negative, but not everybody does that. On the opposite end of the spectrum, even though you know it is best for you and your family, sometimes you still make a decision a different way because you don't want to inconvenience somebody else. Then most of our decisions are usually in the middle of those two. You need to look out for number one, but yet you want to be sympathetic to the needs of the schools that have employed you or the teachers, or the students with whom you have come in contact. So you got to think about it that way. So today we're going to talk about, I'm not going to give you advice. I'm just going to tell you what I did in the last three and a half years of substitute teaching. Let's start with a couple of more laid-back suggestions I'll have for you based on my experience. We'll save the more serious ones, the ones that might be career affecting. We'll uh, save those for later. First of all, you got to remember that my background, I'm going to guess, is like the minority of those of you listening right now. I came from a world that's different than the world of teaching. I came from a more cutthroat world, just as a reminder Here's some things that happened to me. I was called into my boss's office once, and he said, While you're doing a good job, I don't think you will be an effective manager if you don't start using four letter words in meetings. Well, I didn't choose to do that. It's not that I'm condemning those who did, that just wasn't me. It made me feel uncomfortable. In the environment I'm working in, I was in another pos- uh, position where I was actually, you might as well say fired. I was let go from a position so that somebody above me could be demoted into my position. How crazy is that? I know decisions I would make. The ones that got the most attention in all the meetings I were in were the noisiest were the loud ones, whether they made sense or not, whether they seemed to be the right decision or not. Some of that might carry over to the school system, but it ain't like it is there. Every time that I heard somebody say things are just terrible, I knew from my background where things were worse. When I got to substitute teaching, my goodness, it really made me uncomfortable to hear about hear people complain about the work environment because I had been in other environments and this was like a breath of fresh air to me. Having said all that, one of my biggest criticisms on the Substitute Teachers Lounge Facebook group, I will tell people this that make responses or post. I will tell them if somebody says, oh man, you got to try this product, it's awesome. I'm going to tell them, That I'm gonna delete their post unless they tell me why it's awesome, why it's amazing. I've gotten to where I almost cringe when I hear the word amazing anymore because people use it for everything. Lunch was amazing. This class was amazing. This tool was amazing. And let's be honest with ourselves, guys. Most of the time, we use the word amazing. Is because we know we're going to be compared to somebody else. And we think that by using that one word, amazing, it's gonna make ours sound that much better. So that's on my environment. I would challenge my substitute teachers' lounge Facebook group people to always be specific. I try to make it positive. I, I try to say, hey, listen, I don't care whether it was amazing. I want to pick your brain. I want to know why you tell me it's amazing. I don't like links included on the Substitute Teacher's Lounge Facebook group. I tell them, instead of posting the link, tell us the name. Tell us why you like it so much. And then, if we want to check it out, if you've sold us, we'll go to the link and check it out ourselves. I don't want to waste my time going to a link and having to search for what's going to make me excited about that product. You tell me first, you give me word of mouth first, and then I'll get excited about it. So sometimes, I guess because of all that, sometimes I go into a work environment and I kind of poke fun about the words that are shared within various different, uh, disciplines. I know when I first went to a medical environment in accounting and heard the phrase FTE, I'm thinking, what in the world is that? FTE. It had to do with people, but everywhere I had been before that, a person is a person. How many people have you hired? How many are you over budget, so to speak, and so on and so on and so on. In the medical field, FTEs mean full-time equivalents. A full-time equivalent is equal to a person that works five days a week, eight hours a day, or in other words, 40 hours a week. That would be one full-time equivalent. Well, you know, probably most of you know this, whether you're in the medical field or not, or whether you have friends in that field— not very many people in the medical field, other than people in the office, not many of them work that traditional five-day, eight-hour schedule. In fact, probably in hospitals, the, major- the most popular schedule for actual hands-on patient care workers is three shifts of 12 hours each. That's 36 hours. So technically, even though that's a full-time position, you would budget it as 0.9 or 90% of a full-time FTE because those 36 hours are 90% of 40 hours. 40 hours is considered one. 36 hours is considered 09 I kind of poked fun at that. I laughed about that. When I got into the school environment, believe me, guys, this is going somewhere. When I got into the school environment, I started hearing words like, I guess maybe before I say them, I should tell you that you're going to make fun of me when I say this because you're going to say, Greg, you should have known that before. Well, okay, I- I'm going to give you that. I'm going to agree with you even. But I am saying at the same time that when you work in a different totally different type of environment. Words are just different. Everybody has their catchphrases. Everybody knows about acronyms. I mean, FTE was an acronym, but everybody knows about those. And we kind of poke fun at ourselves about the number of acronyms that we have had in the medical field. We have them in the teaching field. But some of the words I came across were rubric, formative, formative summative. There was a whole bunch of words like that, that even though I knew those words by dictionary definition, I didn't know them exactly the way they were being used within the school system. As a for instance, I don't know if I'd ever even heard of the word rubric. I did look it up. It's been around a long time. I don't think... When I was in school, I was in high school basically 1972 through 76. I don't think the teachers ever used the word rubric with us, but the students all know what that means now. They know that is the teacher's outline of the way their assignment's going to be graded. I had a great one this week. I was in middle school. They were preparing a poster based on the Middle Ages, And the rubric was so much percent for covering the content, so much percent for creativity, and things like that. So that's a rubric, and it's obviously a very valuable tool to understand, but it's kind of a fancy word. I come from a rural background that we tend to use the simplest words possible. Do we criticize the ones that do the uh, big words? Well, I have, and that's my first I'm going to say to you about, be careful about that. Teachers, principals, whatever in the teaching environment, they probably don't want you making fun of their words. I actually had an episode of this podcast. You can look it back. I can't remember how long ago. I think it's been within the last year that it was something to the effect of what the heck is a rubric And I was kind of poking fun, but yet I was glad I now understand what those words means. If you come from a non-teaching environment or just in general, don't poke fun at the words people use, oftentimes people will take offense at that. And they'll say, well, just because you don't use those words don't mean they're not important. So that's my first thing that I've regretted doing and correct it myself as much as I can. I don't want to do things or say things that challenges topics or words that have been so important in a teacher's life. I, could, I know their teachers are underpaid. Do I think they should complain about it as much as they do? Yes. Would I complain that much? I don't know. I've told you here before that I would substitute teach for free because I enjoy it that much, but that doesn't mean anything. I can walk away from it anytime that I have, and, and that's going to lead me to my next topic. Have I ever left a job substitute teaching? If you've listened to the podcast, you know the answer. I'm not going to go back over it. Just go back. You'll, you won't, I won't even tell you the title. Go back and find it. You'll find a title that deals with that topic. Did I regret it? I'm going to tell you that here in a minute. Did I think it was necessary? I'm going to tell you that here in a minute. Did I ever make a decision just for meanness? I might even tell you that here in just a moment. Let's start at the most basic before we go to the more serious issues about I'll use the phrase walking out on a job because I'm purposely going to make it sound relatively negative. Because when we go down the road here in just a few minutes, I'm going to tell you why I felt bad and why some of you will not, not only wouldn't have felt bad, but then there'll be also be some of you on the flip side that wouldn't have done it in the first place. But first of all, let's talk about leaving jobs. Those of you that are new you have the ability I'm going to assume everybody's on front line if you're not then I'm going to assume that most of the systems that schedule absences for teachers substitutes picking up those absences most of them work the same I think I know from the Facebook group that that's not always the case in fact I still think that's the majority, but to be honest, the opposite side of the argument makes its way into the Facebook group more often, where they can't do what I'm getting ready to describe. But anyway, it's turning jobs in. Let's say when I first started out substitute teaching, I was playing what I call the substitute teacher lottery, where you look for jobs in the evening And you hope you get one before the next morning. Well, here's what I got in a habit of doing. As soon as a job popped up, I would click it without ever knowing if I wanted it or not. I would click it before I even read it, as if I didn't care where I went. Now, I did, but I clicked it for this reason. I clicked it. I wanted to be the first one to get to it. Then I looked at it. And then if I decided, well... It's not really the discipline I like, or I was hoping to get my favorite school first, or that is a type, maybe that's a specialty that I don't think I'm ready for yet. Regardless, I would accept the job. Then, if I didn't like it, I would cancel it. Maybe within seconds of when I first accepted it. Now, in my mind, I was doing the right thing because I didn't want to hold onto it and cancel it. I canceled it immediately so it would immediately repost itself. Now, I am not telling you not to do that. In fact, I kind of recommend that. I, I think you should go where you want to go first. Just keep in mind, in most systems, let's start with the minority. I think in the minority of frontline-type systems, you can do that. I have been told that some will not allow you to cancel. After you accepted a job, you'd have to physically phone somebody. But I could. I would cancel it. I wouldn't feel bad about it. What I learned later, and I still didn't feel that bad about it, as soon as you accept a job, even if you reject it in seconds, an email is going to be sent to either that teacher or the school, however they have it set up, and say, listen, this job just got accepted. Then, if you cancel it, they'll get another one that says, this job has been canceled. So, it re- it automatically reposts it. So, if you look back online, you would see the job again immediately. Here's my only advice if you do that. Did I do it? Yes. Do I still do it since you guys now know that I no longer do long-term subs? Yes, I do. Most of the time, I mean, I went into a middle school two days ago, and by the time I left, I had been, I had talked to three different teachers all wanting me on their schedule for their next absence. Now, I'm proud of that. I'm I'm proud that they, or, and or, hopefully both, they and their students both like me enough in the room and I make sure they get their job done while they still have fun. I'm glad they do that. But you got to do the things that are best for you. Now, here's what I will caution you of. Since those teachers see both your acceptance and your rejection, they do have the ability to strike you from their absence list. If they see you do that five times for them, Let's just think about that. Let's say I'm a full-time teacher, and I see, all right, Susie Q here, that's the third time she's accepted my job and then rejected it. What is she trying to tell me? Is she trying to tell me that she knows me and doesn't want to teach my class? I mean, I might start taking that personal. Then I just go in and zap Susie Q, and my job is not even going to show up. Now, maybe Susie Q had a completely different reason for canceling that job, but you got to think of perception. So, when you cancel out a fresh job, just be aware what the perception is. If you're new, be willing to live with that. If you're like me and you've been doing that for three and a half years and you have a pretty good reputation, well, it doesn't bother me anymore because I know that job's going to get refilled really quickly. I do go back and check to see if it has been filled. If I just turn it back in and don't actually click the cancel button, it'll continue to show up on my list. It bothers me enough that I still would would want to see that that position got filled. So that's the first thing. Be very careful about turning in too many jobs and the perception that might convey. Now, this has been mentioned on previous episodes, but I'm going to approach it differently. One of our most popular episodes in the last six months has been about substitute teachers with leverage. You will get your reputation. If you get a good reputation as a substitute teacher, you will gain some leverage. You will get to the point where the students and... The schools and the teachers want you badly enough that you've got a little leverage. School number one, two, and three all want you. You get to pick and choose a little bit. You get to do various different things on an ongoing basis. You can say, hey, I took this Thursday, but I really need this Thursday off. They'll find somebody else and still keep you on the list because they know your reputation, all that kind of stuff. Now, let's go back. This happened last November, okay? I started with a high school in August, and the high school would have used me every day for the rest of the school year. They told me that. I had made a commitment to a middle school to come on in November for a lady that was leaving to have a baby. I even went in and trained with her one afternoon on my own time because I thought it was that important. Then an opportunity came back up at this high school that would have been longer term for me, and I made the decision that I'd rather stay where I was, and I informed the middle school about that. I tried to be—I didn't try to be. I was as truthful as I possibly can. I said, listen, if I don't take this job now that extends into the first of the year— I'm not going to have a job after the first of the year at that school because they will give it to someone else. Now, I did all that. Did I regret doing that? Absolutely. Did I wish I had not done that? That's probably the only time that I've done this that I would answer yes. I've told the principal this. I wish I hadn't done it. It was not that I. Didn't like the school I ended up at or that I stayed at. I love those guys. I'm going to talk about them here in a moment. But I felt bad the position I put the school in. They had had me employed a full year before that, gave me benefits and everything, and yet I did them that way. So I regretted making that decision. It's funny, You're going, the more, the better you are, the more popular you are, the more you get asked back, the more teachers that have you on the list, the more times you're going to be faced with decisions like this. I love math. Do I mind teaching in the related arts? No. Would I rather do math than related arts? Yeah. Should I feel bad about comparing two jobs, one math, one related arts, or even a related arts job that's mentioned to me that I hold off on for a while, hoping that a math job comes up, and it probably will. Do I feel bad about that? I don't really, but do I feel bad about backing out on a commitment I made to a school? Yes, I did, especially how well they treated me. Now, the last thing I'll mention is the exact same thing, really, because it's what we mentioned you know, the most popular episode of the past year was the one where I said I quit, and I did. The school I was at wanted me to stay through the end of April. This was for a more looking out for number one, doing the stuff I wanted to do. I wanted to make the best of my retirement. I wanted to travel more, and I have. My goodness, I'm definitely spending my retirement money. Travel more, do more things with family, be able to see my grandkids more often. I did all of that because I made the decision of, after teaching a long-term role for about a month, telling that school, listen, I really don't want to do the long-term role. There is too many things that I want to enjoy in my retirement with my family, with my wife, with the sports activities I love, with the officiating things that I want to do, all of that rolled into a package. I told them that I would rather do a day at a time and that I would see them back at the school. I really felt uncomfortable about that. A lot of you might not when you have to make a decision like that. I did. I felt bad about telling them that. Boy, have I made the best of that decision, though? You better believe it. I have had some of the best fun in my life the last couple of months because I had the freedom to do it. Did I feel bad for the school? I did. Now, bless their hearts, when I would go in like my last three days and say, you know, I feel bad about it. And they said, don't feel bad about it. We can't wait. (laughs) I think they were being honest with me. We can't wait till we get retired and get to that position too. So go out and enjoy yourself. So that long-term decision I felt good about. You heard me say earlier the ones I didn't feel good about. Just be sure that you're the kind of person that you evaluate. Sometimes there's going to be things that you wished you hadn't done. Well, if it's too late to do anything about it now, you just got to grow from that and move on. There's certain things that you regretted doing because it inconvenienced schools and you still have a heart, Right and you felt bad about inconvenience to the schools, well, those decisions, if it was best for you and your family, try your best not to feel bad about it. You had to make that decision for your life. So there's going to be decisions come up as a substitute teacher all the time, and you're going to double think and say, did I do the right thing? Well, don't kick yourself over and over about it If you feel the need to apologize to an administrator for a situation you put them in, that's fine. Do it. But then move on. Forget the stuff in the past. Learn from them. The things that you wished you hadn't done, don't do them again, or at least don't do them unless it's worthwhile in the long run for you. You've got to do the best thing you possibly can given your individual situation.